0: This is a Hot Pie Original. And that's the thing about success. It's like the moment you feel you've succeeded, then you kind of don't have much um, ambition left because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I've been there, I've done that, right? Right. So they like always try to, to um, do more and get better and there is always room for improvement. That's what makes you really like um, excel.
1: Hi, I'm Eric Corum, and this is The Blueprint. I've spent my life helping gold medalists, NFL, and NCAA athletes be the best at their craft. Now I'm taking that experience and translating it into your life. This podcast is for busy professionals and household CEOs who care deeply about their family, career, and their health. There's an ocean of content to wade through, but I do the heavy lifting for you and distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your lifestyle and goals. Ashmit Mishal is an international ultramarathon champion, former coach for the Israeli military, and a published author of Ultra Success, 12 Steps to Power Performance. In this episode, we discuss why success is not the ultimate goal, the power of connecting with your why, and how she's addressing inequity in venture capital. Before we get started, please stop and take 20 seconds and follow us on whatever listening platform you want. And please leave us a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcast. This will dramatically improve our ability to reach more listeners as reviews and follows impact the algorithms which run these platforms. It's time for the It's Freaking Awesome Story of the Week, brought to you by the Festive Kitchen. Every week, we highlight stories of people who went above and beyond and thought about someone else before themselves. Now that's freaking awesome. This week, we're featuring Jenny Atkins, the Cincinnati firefighter who safely retrieved a dog that was stuck behind two concrete walls. The dog named Gertie originally went missing last Tuesday, and her owner desperately searched for her for five days. On Sunday morning, a neighbor heard a dog barking from behind a garage wall and quickly called the Cincinnati Fire Department. When firefighters arrived, they discovered that Gertie had fallen down a crevice and became trapped between two concrete walls. They couldn't lift her out of the hole, so the firefighters had to break through the walls using saws and sledgehammers. Firefighter Jenny Atkins eventually broke through the wall and safely retrieved Gertie from her concrete confinement. Luckily, Gertie was not injured, but was tired and dehydrated after being stuck for five days. Gertie was happily reunited with her owner, and Jenny and fellow firefighters were celebrated for the rescue. Big thanks to Jenny Atkins and the Cincinnati Fire Department for doing something truly freaking awesome. But before we get to my interview with Ash, right now, I just want to ask you something. Tell me if you know this story. You go out and spend hundreds of dollars on a fancy wearable device, hoping that it will help you achieve your wellness goals. And then it ends up in your sock drawer. Sound familiar? Or how about this? You follow those cookie cutter clickbait health recommendations like walking 10,000 steps a day. Then all you get is anxious and demotivated when life gets in the way and you can't hit that magic number. It's time for an evolution of expectation and results. That's where AIM 7 comes in. AIM 7 sets busy people free to live their values every day by building lifelong healthy habits. We use the health data from your Apple Watch to create small, scientific, personalized recommendations for whatever you want to do. Sleep better, increase your energy, reduce your stress, or lose weight. If you're ready to finally unlock the power of your Apple Watch data, then go to www.aim7.com. That's A-I-M-7.com to get early and free access to our exclusive program. AIM 7 starts small and starts with you. Your health data your values to get to your thriving life but now it's time to lean in and learn from the best well ash it's great to have you on the show today
0: thank you for having me
1: i'm really excited to talk about you i read an article and the title was israel's new super or sorry wonder woman uh it and in this article, it talks about how in 2015, you ran a 200-kilometer ultra marathon that took you almost 39 hours. And for us Americans, if you can't convert well, that's 124 miles. Like, what, what propelled you to want to do that?
0: yeah um thank you so much so i um i was never a good runner like i actually was struggling running and um i happened to like challenges and kind of try to become better things that are not going so easy and well um and i started running long distances when i was 17. Uh, my mom's uh, boyfriend uh is an ironman and ultra runner and i was so blown away by him and impressed and i told him that my dream is to run a marathon one day and i thought it would be like down the road when i'm like in my 30s or so uh back then i was 17 and he actually um wanted to um make my dream come true and started um uh, mentoring me and um took me under his wing and, um, helped me to succeed in, uh, my first marathon when I was uh, 19 during my military service in Israel. Um, and that marathon, uh, really opened up my appetite to, uh, continue in competing in marathons, um. And, uh, eventually after doing several marathons, I, um, started training for an ultra and after doing several ultras, I was like, okay, now I want to do the longest race that I just been competitive. <laughs> um, and the longest race in Israel was really this 125 mile race that you mentioned. Um, so I was 24 when I did that. Um, and it was a really, um, incredible, um, Um, Mind blowing, uh, body blowing. I watched a
1: video, and what's scary—it starts at night. Yeah, and you're running on these trails with headlamps.
0: Yeah,
1: and then it gets into another night. I can't even imagine running for 24 hours. Thirty nine. If yeah, but 39, but just 24 and period. But to go through two nights, and you said that like when you hit the second night. Like that's kind of really when it got lonely and you started feeling just talk about how you felt when you hit that second night. (sighs)
0: oh my gosh yeah you're just so exhausted all you want to do is just like go to sleep <laughs> like just <laughs> being awake you know for these many hours it's just like why get enough, right um so yeah just you know uh found myself at you know the most like difficult point that i have ever faced of such exhaustion and um there are so many points you know along along the way that i just wanted to quit and give up and um I guess uh what pushed me through that uh was really like the team behind me so Mm -hmm. I had good friends um coming and running with me along the way and kind of supporting me and cheering me up and um just helped me helping me to push through the the pain and just try to remind myself all the time. I mean, like that eventually this will end, like, you know, (laughs) in like a few hours or more, you know, this uh, will come to an end and I'll cross the finish line. So kind of imagining myself finishing the, the the, uh, crossing the finish line was like a big uh, motivator. And, um, just, I was like, you know, I've trained so much for this. And, um, I remember, um, a dear friend back then also trained me. His name is Kobe Oren. He's one of the most like famous Ultra runners in Israel. And also he's pretty recognized worldwide as well. Um, he tell me that's, you know, that's the point of the Ultra. Like Ultra wouldn't be ultra mm. without that point of like, you know, wanting to give up. So that's what makes the race, you know, so special.
1: In this article, you said that just a few miles before finishing, like you're sitting down and crying, you're depressed. All I love this phrase. All your values were out the window. So I mean, that's that's a pretty low point. And what like what pulled you out of that to get across the line? Was it just like I've come so far I can't give up now? Or what was it?
0: Yeah, I guess that's, that's exactly the point. It's like, you look back and you look at all the way that you have accomplished and, um, you just, you know, don't want it to go to waste. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause what's the point, you know, and, uh, kind of reminded me myself, like, this is why I signed up because I wanted to face the challenge and I wanted to overcome the challenge and, um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it takes a lot of like stamina and endurance and yeah, that's why it's the uh, endurance sport. Uh, it's not just physical, it's mostly uh, mental, really.
1: That's amazing for somebody to say that running 124, 25 miles is not physical. It's mental. That's 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 next level. And you will never find me running an ultra marathon. I hate never running. say
0: never. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: I I want to do a hundred mile bike ride. Uh, I really like cycling. I'm a I'm a I was an American football player. So we sprint. We don't like run yeah. long distances. But I, I mean, that is absolutely amazing that you've done it. And then you went on to run ultras all over the world. I mean, in Colorado, in different locations. And so, this like, once you did that, is it like I can do anything?
0: Um, actually, no. You uh, know, I got slapped <laughs> in my face when I t- to signed up to the Colorado race, the famous uh, Leadville race in Born to Run. They talk about Leadville a lot. And I was like, oh, wow, it's such a famous race. You know, when I want to do it. It's like one of the hardest ones because uh, it's in this extreme altitude mm-hmm. and mountains, a lot of like uh, climbing, you know, with the mountains. And um, so it's like 14,000 feet elevation. And I, I'm based in uh, Manhattan, um, living in New York. You are uh, training sea level and it's totally flat. <laughs> so I didn't Come prepare at all mm. to to the race in Colorado. So I did a fifty miler there, and it was like one of the toughest. So you things
1: you didn't I've like done. give yourself time to adjust to the altitude. No. Oh my goodness. No, I
0: just flew in, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, <yay." laughs> let's do it!" Very like naive of me, um, but um, yeah, it was uh, difficult because yeah, you if you are not uh, adapted and to these uh, conditions, then it's very difficult.
1: Yeah, people get really sick. Did you get sick?
0: Yeah, I did get sick. And I was like, luckily, it's only 50 miles. (laughs) It's 925 because there is the 100 uh, mile. uh, So you finished the race. I did. Yeah, I finished the 50 miler. So it's the mini, you know, ultra. It's like (laughs) mini ultra. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Going back to the first one, how long does it take you or period for ultra? How long does it take you to recover to where you feel like a normal? human being again
0: yeah so um i guess after a few days i i feel pretty good um so yeah i mentioned to you that um so i gave birth um two months ago and thank you and my labor was about 40 hours <laughs> right and um, I was like oh, okay it's easier to uh, do ultras than you know being in labor for so long Um and that also took me like a few days to recover from the from giving birth and so just I guess my days. body yeah I guess my body <laughs> is just like um, recovering uh, pretty fast um, just because maybe I've been <clears> like like active and being uh, in sports my entire Mm -hmm. life. I was a gymnast and I was always like, um, yeah, kind of an athlete. So.
1: Wow. We're going to take a break for just a moment to talk about how you can get exclusive content designed for high performers, just like you. If you're looking for information and resources to improve your health, well-being, and performance, then sign up for my free high performance newsletter adaptation. Just go to www.erickcorum.com and sign up now. This newsletter is my effort to bring zero-cost, high-performance resources and tools to anyone with the desire to improve. Now, we heard from a few listeners that they were unable to sign up for the newsletter, and we found a bug, but it's now been fixed. To show our appreciation for your support, when you sign up, you'll receive my free Ultimate Sleep Cheat Sheet for a good night's sleep. In this cheat sheet, you'll learn how to create the conditions for restful and fulfilling sleep and how to take the perfect nap. Now, back to the show. You are impressive for sure is now ultra marathons is not what you do for a living. Um, you are an expert in goal setting and achievement is the ultra marathon stuff. What got you interested in this profession like this, this, this route? Like what got you interested in that? Because you've you've done some amazing work in this area.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, So I guess um, Ultra really was my inspiration to then develop the business, uh, my first business, which was all about goals achievement, because I realized that in so many ways and levels uh, uh, running is like a marathon is a metaphor for life, right? It's uh, you don't achieve uh, stuff by just, you know, snapping your fingers, it takes time and dedication and it's like long-term goals. So I, as an ultra runner I was thinking okay if I did that how can I help others like achieve their ultra goals um that are not necessarily running but any other long term uh because that they have uh, it can be like losing weight can be like achieving um business goals career related goals Um, and that's when I kind of combined my experience in my, uh, military service in Israel of, um, coaching leadership workshops, as well as my, uh, psychology studies. Um, and I created that program called 12 steps to power performance. Um, the first, uh, five steps are about, uh, management skills up to set goals how to create a plan. Um, milestones um, and then the last steps are more about execution and mm-hmm. leadership um, and um, so these are it's like very practical type of method that anyone can use and and apply for their personal goals as long as they're measurable and manageable
1: right I saw you use the smart method yeah which is uh, which is really sound uh why do you see that most people what's the commonality for why people fail at's not just maybe it's goal setting and goal achievement like what are the commonalities that you see for why people are failing
0: so it's a good uh, question because actually the f- uh, originally I called it 12 steps to success but then I was like wait I actually don't really believe in terms of success and failure you mm-hmm. know it's really all about the journey that's why I changed the name to 12 steps to power performance cuz the idea is that life is full of failures and successes and and it's a really long journey so from Maybe you learn a lot more and get much farther just because the fact you failed, that's what makes you stronger and then more achiever or high achiever. So um, I kind of uh, changed my perspective on um, success and failure. Uh, But to your question, um, can you remind me? (laughs) Yeah. Like
1: what are the commonalities that you see for reasons why people... I don't want to use the failure the word failure. Don't don't reach the goal that they yeah. want to reach.
0: Right. Um don't live up to their true potential. Um there are many reasons I think uh but I feel like maybe motivation hmm. is probably the biggest thing I think. Um I think it comes down to how motivated you are at the end of the day. Hmm. You know, how enthusiastic you are about the goals that you have. Cause that passion is really what, um, gets you to keep going and to wake up every day and feel like you have a meaning, uh, you know, and something greater that you, you want to pursue. A lot of people
1: call that the why. The
0: why. So how do you
1: connect people to their why?
0: Um, I guess, um, it's something that it's. Really the type of deep work that anyone should do with themselves Mm -hmm. by just really asking them the question again and again. Why, why, why? Yes. And Why, why, why? And every time you give yourself an answer, just ask again. Based on the answer you give yourself, why is that my answer? And then why is that? And just like... That's
1: I think I it's think. called the five whys. Like by the t- by the f- time you get to the fifth one, you've really kind of uncovered, like, why are you on an ultramarathon? I don't know. Cause I want to run ultramarathon. No. Why do you want to do it? Well, I want to, I want to see if I can do 150 miles. Well, why do you do that? Well, because I, I want to test myself. Well, why do you want to test yourself? You know, exactly. you kind of start, I exactly. totally get yeah. that. So
0: dig, dig deeper and deeper. Yeah.
1: Cause once you kind of, once you kind of settle into that you know, it's not hard to wake up in the morning and to get going. Like yeah. for me right now, as a, as a new entrepreneur, I uh, used to be, and I was a coach and uh, working with Olympic athletes or sports teams. It's like, you you know why, like you got to win, right? Like we got to win at the end of the day. Well, winning can take on different forms, like short-term win. I saw that you talk about like short-term goals and medium-term right. goals and okay. these longer-term goals. So winning can be... What am I going to do in the next three months?
0: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think milestones <coughs> is one of like milestones is step number five in, in the method I developed. And I realized that, um, and I did research about it, um, that people are l- less motivated to achieve their goals if they're too big or too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, the idea is to take that ultra goal, that 125 miles or that losing 40 pounds, right? I gained 40 pounds when i was pregnant i'm like how am i gonna lose all that weight now right it's like big number um so the idea is to take that big goal and break it down into milestones so you can digest it and you can uh just achieve these uh micro uh goals um and start small yeah
1: there's a neuroscience research that talks about um if you have A goal, you don't want to fixate on like the finality of it. Like I want to run the 125 miles. It's like, okay, I'm going to hit one mile and then I'm going to be like, okay, great job. Internally rewarding yourself is what allows you to increase dopamine levels, which then allows you to consistently pursue difficult goals. But when you're thinking in the long term all the time, you don't get that. It's a neurochemical response. But if you're like, I just got to get to the next street sign, then you're like, ah, I did that. All right, next one. Next one. And that's why for me, I've learned about OKRs or objectives and key results. And that's really helped me to be like over the next quarter, I'm going to do this, this and this. And then I can feel a sense of accomplishment because we're not going to be a billion dollar company and impact hundreds of millions of lives in one year or one quarter. It's going to take seven or eight years. Right. But um, that's such wise counsel. We're so grateful to the Blueprint's title sponsor, The Festive Kitchen. The zany creators of The Festive Kitchen set out to create the perfect sweet, salty, crunchy snack with just a little heat. After attempting numerous flavor combinations, they started sharing samples with family and friends who would ask, what is the name of this snack? Since there was no name, they answered, I don't know, but it's freaking awesome. Hilariously, the name stuck and a new product was born. It's a snack and it's freaking addicting called it's freaking awesome. You can now order online at shop.festivekitchen.com and it's freaking Trust me, this snack tastes as cool as it sounds. Brace yourself. You will be ordering frequently for your monthly freaking fix. The good news is they now have a freaking monthly subscription. Again, it's available online at shop.festivekitchen.com and it's freaking That's I-T-S-F-R-E-A-K-I-N awesome.com. So, who do you help like who's your i mean who are you helping with this process?
0: <clears throat> yeah, so I actually brought this original like kind of consultancy um <clears throat> um coaching business um that from israel um I train clients such as like corporate clients managers <clears throat> executives um police forces, military. And, um, after doing work with these types of groups, I decided that I want to focus more on business related goals and not just like personal goals. Um, and, um, I brought that business to New York five years ago. And then after I did some consultancy work to this really, um, brilliant entrepreneur, Uh, I started, um, a startup and, um and was working with him to achieve his, um, his goals. But, um, I realized that he has no access to, to capital and to resources. And, and I noticed how difficult it's going to be for an entrepreneur to, to succeed at these goals, um, without
1: access to the right resources. Amen.
0: Keep going. <laughs> um, and I, for all
1: you VCs out there,
0: <laughs> yeah, which then we me to talk about girls club capital, out. I,
1: I've got it right here. It's literally one of my next questions.
0: Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just was like, you know what, let's be like practical, um, and execute on the goal. So I, um, started started forming this group. Uh, Originally, it was a group of my friends who were investors. And I was like, hey, I'm working with this great company. You should look at this opportunity Um, and realize how important it is to, to, you know, connect the dots and and connect uh, capital to the deals. And uh, once I realized, wow, okay, it's not just my clients, the companies who are see a lot of value by um, connecting with the investors and the capital it's also the investors who are like thanking me thank you so much for introducing me to this CEO and this great uh, deal i was deal like,
1: flow deal flow you know what's interesting about this <laughs> here's here's what's super interesting to me okay as somebody that's like in this right now it's so hard to get to these folks and I can understand because you need to have filters. Right. But at the same time, it's almost like they make it difficult for themselves because it's like, hey, why don't you go ahead and throw something in? I don't know if they read it or not. Um, But then it's like they only want to get deal flow through the people. Calendly is a great example. Amazing founder at the time was in the wrong part of the United States in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Nobody would give him money. He found one person who gave him 300 grand. He built the whole thing in Eastern Europe. Hasn't taken a dime of venture capital money now. And I think everybody wishes they would invest it. But he pitched, he emailed, nobody would listen to him. Mm -hmm. Or so, I mean, like, how do you overcome that hurdle of connection
0: yeah and that comes uh, to the why right because if you really want to get this company going you don't need vcs you just keep keep going keep pushing keep going out there and just do it on your terms and that's that kind of connects to our earlier discussion so um so try to do as much as you can without these resources but at the end of the day try to get those. And I think the tip for, you know, connecting with these folks is, um, just Building relationships uh, slowly, you know, with one person or introduces you to the other and just build these like trusted relationships with people who believe in what you do. Surround yourself by people who support you, who want want you to succeed. And I think, you know, creating that supportive ecosystem and referrals and recommendations. And that's really helpful.
1: I mean, you if you go on LinkedIn recently, we just got acquainted with each other and now it's like every single person I look at LinkedIn, like you are there. <laughs> and the, the amazing thing about that is, is you're, I guess you're an embodiment of this idea that I wanted that I wanted to be able to create those connections. And so you just did it. Yeah. Um. And what has that led to? Cause now you're in this venture capital space. What's come out of that?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> So after working with um, many uh, different clients and eventually focusing on fund managers, so what happened is I ended up Instead of sourcing deals to VCs, I uh, started working with the venture capitalists to help them get funded, which is also interesting. Uh, that's a whole <laughs> uh, The funders around. need funding. Yep. <laughs> yes, um, and then from from that, um, I I decided that I also want to to, um, some impact, some like social, you know, to work towards like social causes, like being, um, a female founder, a female entrepreneur. Um, I noticed that many women don't really make it to the top at the very high and competitive levels. Um, even though they're extremely like talented and smart and just realized that, you know, many women out there, they want to, succeed. They want to grow. Um, they just need a push. They just need support. Um, you can especially see, um, um, really, you know, big bias, um, when it comes to VC funding where, you know, women get around 2% of the VC money, um, which is, you know, so low. It's just, um, you and
1: I talked about how despicable that is.
0: Yes. Considering
1: my mom's an entrepreneur and like You can't tell me that she couldn't succeed. She's never received anybody. Like nobody's ever put money in. She just was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna do it myself." But like, didn't you? Didn't you tell me that they out? Produce their male counterparts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some research shows that in the early stages, uh, women outperform their uh, male uh, mates. Um, And I guess it's because they also need to work with less because they get less. Right. So and they need to work harder. They need to prove themselves a lot more. So Mm -hmm. many of those things, you know, maybe make them uh, more productive or um, and they're um, yeah. Um the next thing I wanted to to say is that that's really um, made me form Girls Club Capital. So it's really uh, supporting uh, women-led companies uh, get funded. Um, and it's great. We have some really great success stories on the platform of uh, really helping these really incredible entrepreneurs um, get investments from um, our angel investors networks.
1: I'm I'm making a note now cuz I have somebody to recommend you to. <laughs> okay, I can't, I don't want to forget about this. I love that. So how did you come up with the idea for Girls Club Capital? Was it just like I see this this need that needs to be met, I'm just going to do something about it?
0: Yes, exactly. Um yeah. That's why it comes out and about the name, um, actually, it's funny, like there was a lady from Israel. Israel is a very macho country and she served the military and she was like, oh, what's this name? Girls Club <laughs> No one would take it seriously. It's offending women. And I'm like, well, you missed the entire point because the <laughs> entire point is you will still live in 2021 in a boys club society.
1: Right. Girls <laughs> so Club. that's
0: why it's about to form Girls Club, <laughs> you know, um, and I noticed um, most of my clients are men. I love working with men. I think men um, are really great in doing business together and they're very collaborative. And I thought, wow, women don't really have that as much. And I even found women to be more competitive with one than another. I found men to be more supportive of women than women to other women. Interesting. So part of the thing was about creating this supportive uh a uh, women's ecosystem so they can do business with each other, help each other succeed and grow. And yeah.
1: I love this. I mean, I love that you're actually like, you are a person that's like, see something just like you <laughs> preach, you get a really strong why. And then you just, you just do it. And I love that. That is really, um, that's really admirable. So every podcast I ask our guests, what high performance means to them like what does it mean to be a high performer to you
0: kind of never be satisfied right mm-hmm. because i feel like the moment you feel like you reached your goal and that's the thing about success it's like the moment you feel you've succeeded then you kind of don't have much a um, ambition left because mm-hmm. you're like okay i've been there i've done that right right so they like always try to to um do more and get better and there is always room for improvement that's what makes you really like um excel
1: i love that definition because either you know if you look at people that are like in my the world that i came from sports it was like you my dad was blown away when i was in co- when i was coaching at an elite institution we just had a huge win Like literally like national television audience, 85,000 people in the stands, the fans, my dad comes into my office, one of their coaches in there and we're already moved on and talking about the next week. And he's like, I don't, I don't understand this. (laughs) I'm like, well, it's, that's what it is. Like, it's just another step. And there really is no, and that's the thing I like about business now is there is no end zone. There is no, you know, ticker tape. You just won the checkered flag. You keep going and keep building. and Even if you get acquired there, hopefully you've built something that continues to endure.
0: Right. Right.
1: So what habits and practices have you put in place in your life to help you continue to be an elite performer to keep performing at a high level?
0: um i guess i'm a very curious person and i i like learning so i love um connecting with people and surrounding myself by people who i can look up to mm. and um, learn from and that they will inspire me to to um become a better version of myself so um
1: curiosity,
0: curiosity. Yeah. So
1: what are you learning about now? Is there a book you're reading? Is there something you're digging into to improve yourself?
0: Um, I actually um. So in addition to just having um a little baby, uh, a girl <laughs> who join Girls Club Cavita, I uh, signed up to the Executive MBA at Stern, which I'm starting uh, this fall. So I've got a, a lot to study. Oh my goodness! <laughs> these next two years. So, yeah, that's um really looking forward to it.
1: So congratulations on that. I'm going to be calling you for some MBA advice. <laughs> uh, there probably be. A nice little uh, price tag associated with that. But um, I really appreciate you taking some time today. I mean, you coming into Austin, you're flying back out to New York and you found some, some time to meet with me. This is just a, a pleasure. And I'm so thankful for you coming on today.
0: Thank you so much, Sam. It was a real honor and pleasure.
1: If today's podcast enrich your life in any way, please support The Blueprint by sharing this podcast with someone you think could benefit from today's conversation. Also, please consider checking out the Festive Kitchen's amazing product, It's Freaking Awesome. It makes for a fantastic gift for a colleague, friend, or loved one. Or as a freaking fun snack when you want something sweet and savory to tantalize your taste buds. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media Originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.